Hello, and welcome back to Vampire Weekday, uh, the podcast where we analyze everything um, and every lyric uh, by Vampire Weekend. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin, uh, and today we'll be analyzing the song Walcott off Vampire Weekend's first album, uh, Vampire Weekend. Um, so yeah, this this song is a very interesting one. What 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 did you think, Kevin? You know, m- musically, it's it's got that great like baroque pop, mm-hmm. like almost Beatles feel to it. So it's just fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, in that vein, um, and incredibly repetitive um, lyrically. And obviously, we're gonna get into lyrics, but to repeat that. I don't even know if you can call it a chorus, just like that that phrase, but you want to get out of Cape Cod, out of Cape Cod tonight, over and over again. It somehow it doesn't get old. You know what I mean? I don't I don't, I don't know why that is, but it feels like it fits. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I think the the Baroque-esque music with the cello and everything um is an interesting choice, very much in line with that that first album. Um, but then it kind of like goes off the walls at some points with the um the one like i think it's a keyboard the keyboard solo yeah um it's just like kind of out of nowhere and just like lightens the mood a bunch um and and the mood's already light so it's it's just very um a very playful song for sure yeah, uh, thematically, I would say it does. It it's a little strange. The sense I feel like throughout the song, there's a there's a a great sense of finality to it. Like I mean, this mm-hmm. is the second to last song on the album, um, and then I feel like it ends kind of abruptly, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I mean, just just something right off the top, I thought was of note was that like it, you feel like you're building something, and then like you're going to be ending this song grandly, and then the song just kind of ends very quickly, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I, um, I think it's interesting. You said how there's like a finality to the song, um, because the song, until they released uh, "Father of the Bride," um, this was the song they used to end gigs with. Um, oh, that's right. I think so, you mentioned that at the end of, end of last episode. Yeah. So, uh, so there's. I think they would definitely agree. There's finality to it. Um, I, I, I remember Ezra explaining it once saying like, oh yeah, like the gig's over. So like getting out of Cape Cod, getting out of the venue, like that's kind of cool. Um, it was one song off Father of the Bride that they, they've started to play as their last song. Yeah, so there's definitely an a aura of finality within this song. Um, but you want to dive into the more... Um, more evident meaning uh, after a little bit of research yeah so so nico texted me about 15 minutes before we started recording um a new piece of evidence and we'll get to that in a moment but my first thought on this is like what's going on here and i i have no sense of familiarity or any knowledge of cape cod so i'm just kind of looking up these these towns that are mentioned by name um they're just small towns in in, in cape cod i know hannesport um I have just now learned was a site of the Kennedys having a couple of homes in that area. And today it is a wealthy, but also like very vacant part of Cape Cod, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then like Mystic Seaport is a maritime museum in Connecticut. Um, we obviously have a reference to New Jersey, the Garden State. Um, so we're being placed like very, very quickly here. Um, 
and to mention all these small places by name is kind of cool and kind of kitschy. I like that. Uh, but Nico, you, you you could you could bring us in on what's really going on here. <laughs> yeah. So so the setting is very much established and kind of easy to read. But um, after a little digging, um, the context of the song is it's based off of the short film um, that was half made by Ezra in college called Vampire Weekend. And the band is named after um, that title. Um, and so, so the film was half, half made before, after his freshman year of college. And then a couple years later, he kind of found that footage and made a trailer out of it. So I don't think they ever finished the film. But the concept of the film was a Lost Boys-esque um, story placed in New Jersey and Cape Cod. Um, and so um, if anyone doesn't know, Lost Boys is this movie that focuses on these, uh, these brothers who end up in a town um, that's overrun by vampires who are, are teenagers. It's called Lost Boys because it's based off of the uh, uh, description of Peter Pan and his gang. And so they never age in Neverland. Um, and so, um, and Lost Boys was kind of the start of the vampire influence on pop culture. Um, and so, so yeah, this was a take on Lost Boys placed in Cape Cod, um, hence the title Vampire Weekend. It's, it's funny because I, like I said, Nico sent me that video like 15 minutes ago and I just briefly started looking into it and we were talking before we started recording just how almost comical, like comically simple this is compared to the rest of the discography or much of the discography that is. Um, but like the more I'm thinking about it, like you think about how cool it would be to like have this pet project, like something you enjoyed is like not a child, but like a younger version of yourself. And then to be able to kind of like dig into that and relive it more and actually like create something polished out of it. That is, yeah. that, I think that's very, very cool. Yeah. And if I didn't mention Walcott is the name of the character who goes into Cape Cod to try to um, try to get people out with, from the vampires. Um, and so, so this whole song is just talking to the main character saying, uh, like, why are you going into Cape Cod? Why are you, uh, risking your life? Don't you want to get out of here? Um, and so, so yeah, it's, it, it's interesting because without the context, it's, uh, just kind of a fun closer song, um, that establishes a setting, but the plot is kind of unclear. Um, but in actuality, it's actually one of the more clear Vampire Weekend songs. Mm -hmm. What do you, how do you feel about that bridge? Because that, the bridge is still giving me a little pause here. The bridge like, is giving me all the pause here. Yes. I, I, that's the only part where I'm just like, what is going on? Um, the lobster's claw is sharp as knives. I, um, I mean, lobsters are prevalent in, in the East Coast, uh, especially the North, uh, Northeast. So again, that's partly established as setting, but I think it's also like a play on like uh, the the dangers present in, in Cape Cod for, for, for the main character, Walcott. Um, evil feast on human lives, 
Okay, this is starting to make sense. Evil feast on human lives. That's the vampires. The vampires are feasting okay. on human lives. Okay, fair. Um, and then finally, the Holy Roman Empire roots for you because the Holy Roman Empire hates vampires, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, vampires are not notoriously Christian. They, they are burned yes. by holy water and crosses. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I would imagine that's what's referring to. What do you think? That could, yeah, the, the Holy Roman Empire thing, now that you're bringing it up, could be more of like a folklore, like medieval Europe kind of feel, mm-hmm. which makes a little more sense. Um, wherever I got the lyrics from actually has lobster's claw as a proper noun. So the first thing I think oh, of that is almost okay. some sort of like, like cartoonish type seafood restaurant. Like mm. I'm imagining like a like like a bright neon sign or some sort of like <laughs> statue of a lobster with like a bib and a fork and a knife outside. Yeah. Um, that's all I see there. And then evil feasts on human lives probably isn't deeper than exactly that, like you said. Um, and yeah, I agree with what you're saying about Holy Roman Empire. I, I think it also, I mean, throughout Vampire Weekend's discography, all the lyrics are very like uh, high literature uh, kind of phrases. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that definitely fits in there. Um, like you, you could, you could 100% imagine reading the Holy Empire, Roman Empire roots for you in some like classics class at some point. Sure. Um, so um, I think it fits well with the uh, with the first album that's always classified as this like baroque pop. So it's kind of in that setting of like it, it's weird because they pull alternative into like the setting of the 1500s and and such. It's it's almost like Springsteen esque in the sense that like we're just listing all of these places in a specific part of the world, kind <laughs> of revolving around a story, yeah. like. This is something we do not see from them. And this, again, this is first album. So it's like, there wasn't quite this expectation of like, everything is poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really kind of fun. Like the more I'm thinking about it, cause like, obviously it was fun to listen to before because it's just kind of that like bright kind of poppy feel, but like even more so now that like, you're looking at it through the lens of we are trying to get away from Cape Cod because vampires are coming after us. Like that's, yeah. that's just fun. That's just very, very cool. <laughs> So what was your opinion on um, the actual movie trailer that this is based off of? I, my, so when my friends and I in middle school would have sleepovers and stuff, we would make like crappy home movies. And (laughs) what Ezra and his friends did was much better than what we would do. But it's almost kind of what it reminded me of, like Mm. kind of this idea of like, you're a kid in that time frame, you have access to a YouTube account and like somebody's like a camera, like you're just going to make fun videos because you can't. Um, it's like a very like not pre-internet but like early internet like thing um and it 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 felt nostalgic in a weird way i liked it definitely i i immediately thought of this one high school project we had where it was like the movie the short film was called the deal and it was like a mafia thriller where instead of cocaine we had cheerios because you couldn't like have a powder on (laughs) on the 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 trailer um and so so that it immediately gave me those vibes where you're just having fun with it like you're trying to make a good movie but at the same time like it's just a super fun experience to make Mm -hmm. and and that's like the main thing that's happening um yeah and then in the background you have um 
Sailing uh, by Rod Stewart playing, um, which I don't know for the movie trailer. Um, I don't know how much context that helps us with for Walcott, um, but the song's about like longing to be with someone who's far away, um, sailing home again, leaving. So it could be kind of tied to uh, telling Walcott to sail away, leave, leave Cape Cod. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is interesting because it's like, yeah, we, we, we obviously don't know what the, like, like more play-by-play of the movie would be. So we don't know if there would be a romantic interest because um, that's the Rod Stewart song is clearly or seems to be suggesting. But yeah, you make a good point. It could be like a like let's get out of here or let's 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 be together somewhere else kind of thing. Mm-hmm. To go back to the previous point of it being the closer up until um, Father of the Bride, uh, just to, um, the fact check I, I looked it up in Yahe. Um, in Jerusalem, New York, Berlin are the two that kind of took over as the closers. I think um, those both play a good role. I would say this is almost like a palate cleanser, though, mm-hmm. um, whereas the other ones might not be as much in that same vein. And again, it's really all stylistically what you're going for, what you're attempting to achieve. Um, but that's interesting. That's, that's yeah, cool. So, so I think there's definitely a point there because Walcott um almost was never the main set closer so oh okay when when the set closed it was never the main set closer but in terms of encores it was played as the encore the most out of any oh okay okay i always think about that like if you're if you're a band and you're touring behind your first album and you have like 11 songs Mm -hmm. like if you play 10 of them and they ask for an encore, like, guess what you're going to get, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. It's funny. Yeah, I, I saw the Killers once and they hadn't played Mr. Brightside yet when they mm. closed. And they I, left. And everyone's like, okay, we know you're coming back. You have to play this. <laughs> same thing happened. I saw, I was fortunate to see both Kansas and Cheap Trick when I was younger. And Cheap Trick hadn't played Surrender and Kansas <laughs> hadn't played... I mean, literally the only Kansas song that everybody knows. <laughs> Kansas actually is a great prog rock band with a great set list. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just like some high school and I'm like, I'm waiting for Carry On Wayward Sun the entire night. <laughs> yeah. uh, Any final thoughts on, um, on the song? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Because everything, everything notes-wise I had written down was trying to scrape together some meaning sans context, and there really isn't much there. Yeah, I so, think... Yeah. I, I really like what you said about how it definitely establishes a setting, regardless of the context. Um, and it, it, it brings us back to the Hudson episode we talked about, mm-hmm. where Hudson doesn't have as much of a plot as much of a, as it does a setting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a similar situation here. But that being said, if you dig a little, the plot is very evident. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it speaks to um, Ezra's ability in songwriting to um, establish this like very, uh, very real setting um, that you can place yourself in very easily. For sure.
Well, cool. This is a fun one. I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on to top five. Um, so now we finally have to cut off songs. Yeah. Um, this is, oh, this is tough. Uh, tough. Tough. Um, do you have yours ready? Yeah. Let me go. Let's go Stranger, Unbelievers, Campus, Hudson, Walcott. No, Walcott, Hudson. Excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Campus, Stranger, Unbelievers, Sizable Gap, Walcott. Uh, you've convinced me. I'm going Hudson over yeah, California. Yeah, Cal- it's, 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 it was fun to do, but like, <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like... Hudson had a lot of lyrical depth. I mm. appreciated it a lot. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Um, and pick a song from a NASA hat. Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah. Big NASA fan. Huge NASA guy. Don't they have some facility um, by you? I think it's by I've- Caltech. I was going to say, no, so the JPL is by Caltech, but don't they have a facility in the Bay Area too? They might. Okay. I'm just spitballing here. Okay. So our song for next week is Bambina. Another oh, song for the bride. Nice. Show. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for joining this week and we'll see you next week. Take it easy, guys. Uh-huh.